The NBA season is officially over and NBA free agency starts coming. Anthony Davis, the first domino to fall, and we hope others will fall as well. Michael Gray and Chris Wolf, in absence of Seb, who's all the way out west, dissect the NBA free agency and some NFL bust and boom teams. The Sebi Podcast Radio Show, up next. Let's get to it. This is Sebi Podcast. Folks, is a tribe called Quest Electric Relaxation. You know what I'm saying? Um, me and Chris, we we have some talks to make. Um, these NBA free agency and trades have been been crazy already the last couple of days, and we're only getting started. We haven't even hit the NBA draft yet. Um, mm-hmm. You know, yeah. uh, of course, we all know the big name of Anthony Davis getting traded to the Los Angeles Lakers from the New Orleans New Orleans Pelicans for Lonzo Ball. Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, and three first-round picks. Chris, I have to ask you, who won this trade? Um, it's a very tough one, but I'm actually going to say I think both teams. I think both teams won this trade. I think they both got what they wanted. Okay. LeBron got his sidekick that he wanted to play with, and and also Anthony Davis really wanted to play with LeBron James in L.A. And the Pelicans got a great haul. I mean, Lonzo Ball, when he's healthy, yeah. I mean, if he can develop a jump shot, he will be a really good player. Brandon Ingram has shown a lot of promise. He's improved every season since he's coming to the league. And Josh Hart is, like, just a really good bench player on the, in the rotation. And they, and they also get the fourth overall pick as well. Right. Which right now the Pelicans are they're, they're aggressively trying to shop that fourth overall pick. Right now, it looks like they – they're discussing potentially with the Atlanta Hawks, maybe trading the fourth overall for the eighth and the tenth for them. Mm-hmm. And right. I just think I just think both teams benefited. The Pelicans got the Pelicans are getting a lot of depth. They're having a lot of talent. Obviously, we expect them to get Zion Williamson Thursday night, right. and and now you pair him with a Drew Holiday, great with great two great defensive players right there. Lonzo's a good defensive player. And that team's that, that team's gonna be fun to watch next year. The Pelicans are very fun to watch. And David Griffin, that's a. I mean, I don't know how he got fired from Cleveland. He is a master at making things happen. He sure is, man. He he absolutely is, and I I love this. I love this trade on both sides. But one of the things I I, I love about it is I feel like the Los Angeles Lakers won the present. And the New Orleans Pelicans won the future. I agree. You know the 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 the, the, the Lakers, like you said, they they got LeBron's sidekick that they needed, and I and I don't think they're done in free agency. I think they I think they have I think they're 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 shopping and pursuing another player as far as a point guard or you know you know something of that sort. But as far as this trade, mm-hmm. I feel like they they absolutely they, they absolutely won the present. 
Now, where they will be after LeBron's career is over and whether or not AD will resign with them after this season, who knows? But right now, in the present time, they absolutely won the present. And you're absolutely right. The New Orleans Pelicans are relevant again. I don't think they realize the steal that they got in Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball is a great perimeter defender. He is a, 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 facilit- a, a great facilitator already. And his jump shot is steadily improving. He's only been in the league for a couple of years. His jump shot is only going to continue to get better. He's 21 years old. You saw the improvement from first year to second year. You know, the, the only problem we have with Lonzo that, 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 uh, that I'm sure he'll, 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 get, he'll be okay with is his health. You know, he got injured the first, his first two years in his career. But I, I fully expect this thing. And, 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 Chris, can you imagine? Can you just fantasize and imagine <laughs> How it would be Lonzo Ball throwing alley oop to Zion Williamson? Man, that oh my that could be like D Wade Lebron esque in Miami type. It it sure could, man. Just I love this friend. and Brandon Ingram. I'm, I'm going to talk about Brandon Ingram is one of the most slept on players in this in this trade because you know Brandon Ingram has been injury prone his entire career, and I know a lot of teams in the NBA didn't want to take a big chance on him because of that blood clot that he has. And how serious it could be, you know. I don't think it's Chris Bosh serious, but I think I think at the same time, I think it, 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 it got it's a blood clot, and it's got to the point where I don't think a lot of teams wanted to take a chance on him, including the Lakers. So, but I love Brandon Ingram. If he comes back healthy, I love his offensive uh, prowess, and I love the strides he was making before he got hurt. You know, those last few games when he was playing with LeBron before before he got hurt. He was putting up 30, a few thirty-point games, some twenty-five-point games. Like he can balling. score. He, yeah, he was balling, and it's, it's sad to see him get into that rhythm and get into that mode that we've all been waiting for him to get to since he got drafted, and and for him to finally and for, and for him to finally get there. Excuse me, for him to get hurt again. You know, it did suck. It, it, it sucked watching that, but I feel like he comes back fresh with a new team, a new start, a new environment. I think he'll be fine. And Josh Hart, he was always a great baller. Or even in his days back in back in Villanova, I love Josh Hart because he's a he's a sharpshooter. He can play solid defense on the perimeter, but he's known for his offensive prowess. And this this to me was a great pickup for for New Orleans. And getting three first rounders, obviously those those three first rounders that they get aren't going to be. Assuming the Lakers are, are are as dominant as they're supposed to be, they're, they're not going to be like a, a top five pick or you know a top ten pick. If the Lakers handle business like they're supposed to. Uh, that 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 pick can be a top top twenty seven, the to top thirty pick. You know, what I mean, it, it, as far as one of those top teams, and and but it's still a first round pick nonetheless. And I feel like the future is bright in New Orleans. They have a great coach, in my opinion, Alvin Gentry. You know, he he's a he's a great basketball coach, and you're right, David Griffin has done a great job over there thus far. And I'm I'm very excited for New Orleans. You know, small city, a small town, uh, small market era. Uh, it's, ma- it's making noise right now. They're making noise, and I fully expect this New Orleans team to make the playoffs next year with the, with this young lineup, assuming health, assuming everybody is healthy. And for this Los Angeles Lakers team, I think they set themselves up. Right now, they're the favorites in, in a lot of people's minds to win the NBA championship. I, I feel like they just um, – I feel like they, they they definitely just put themselves over the hump and possibly and possibly got themselves because LeBron, does, LeBron and the Lakers don't have to worry about a Kevin Durant this year. Assuming Kawhi Leonard, assuming Kawhi Leonard stays in the East and doesn't come West, they might not have to worry about Kawhi Leonard until possibly the NBA Finals. So they they put themselves in a great in great spot right now, and 
I'm 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 really interested to see how far this Lakers team can go with Anthony Davis. How far do you think they can go with AD? Um, I I I think I think I I, I think they're gonna win the West. Is I mean I think even if Kawhi comes to the Clippers, right? I think LeBron LeBron has he has unfinished business. He knows that his team. I mean, you're getting LeBron. He went to eight straight finals. He got seven months off. Right. He got the re- rest and recharge, and he's going to come back with vengeance. And he has his guy he wants to play with. And I just, I, I think they're going to, I think they're going to win the West. Gotcha. And another, another thing I would love to see, man, how, how big of a story would it be to see an LA, New Orleans first round series? Oh man. Oh, that would that would be something. That would be something. That would that would be special for sure. That 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 would that would be special for sure for sure. I would love that. Would be just a that would be a great that would be a fun series. That would be a fun series. It it absolutely would. And I I know for a fact. I, I'm glad you brought up the, uh, about LeBron James getting getting the player he wanted because that was key. You know the the Lakers could have got a, a plethora of players. It was. This free agency class is outrageous. It's got superstars all over the place. They could have got so many different players to come to come to uh, L.A., but they actually got the player that LeBron James wanted. LeBron James wanted Anthony Davis to be on this team last season, and for him to finally come come this year and get somebody he wants, he doesn't have to worry about any drama of oh, oh I don't really want this player, but hey, I'll play with him. You know what I'm saying? This is somebody that LeBron wants and somebody he knows can fully help them capture a championship. You know, Anthony Davis is that lethal. In my opinion, he's a top five player in the game. You know, with yep. his versatility, what he can do on both sides. He's a special, he's a special talent, a special player. And, um, you know, I, I think they, I think they have the potential to come out the West. Um, I, I'm, I'm not so sure yet because I want to see the other moves that the Lakers make, uh, to see, uh, are they going to serve that point guard position? Are they going to serve, you know, the other positions on their squad? Uh, mm-hmm. to make sure that happens but because the West is so loaded every season you know you never know one team might get hot and uh, you might catch you might go against the wrong team in the, at the wrong time and you, you never know how things might go so just with the, the way this team is constructed right now I have to wait and see the rest, the rest of the moves that the Lakers make because I know LeBron isn't finished I know LeBron is on the phone oh, yeah. making, is making phone calls and trying to find some more free agents to come to LA and say, see who else wants to come because you know, this is a big year for him. These next few years are big years for him because he's on the latter part of his prime and he wants to capitalize on every opportunity to win more championships. So I know he's still on the phone, but I think I think they have the potential to come out the West for sure and possibly win a championship. But I have to see the other moves making. For New Orleans, how far do you see New Orleans going this year? Um, I think I think their ceiling is around maybe a seven or an eight seed. I think they're a bottom playoff team. But I still think they can win 45 to 4. I think they can win 45, 46 games. So I, st- I think they can be a winning record team. If, if Zion, assuming they get Zion, if he turns out to be the player that everyone thinks he's going to be, you see improvements from Ingram and Lonzo. Like they, they get healthy. They play well. Drew Holiday continues his life. He continues to be a great defensive player and a, just a great player. Right. I think, I think they will. They'll, I think they will. Make the playoffs, but low seed, like seven or eight. I see that. I see that as well. I see them being in an area. And, and, and for real, if, if, if we want to be totally honest, if the New Orleans Pelicans were in the Eastern Conference, I think they'd be a four or five seed possibly. You know, I, yeah. I think they're that good. You know, they, they would have went up against the East competition. Um, and, but I, I really do, I fully expect this, assuming health, 
I fully expect this New Orleans Pelicans team to make the playoffs next year for sure. No doubt. We tran- we tran- Let's transition to the Houston Rockets, Chris. Mm. The Houston Rockets uh, re- reportedly, allegedly, have been going through some turmoil uh, with their two superstars, Chris Paul and James Harden, ever since that Game 6 loss in the second round to the, to the Golden State Warriors. Now, now, Chris, I just want to come out and say this. This was a devastating loss um, to the Houston Rockets, for the Houston Rockets in, in many ways. They, this was probably their best opportunity to close, to finally get the Warriors. James Harden has been battling against the Warriors again for this Houston Rockets team since, since, since 2014-15 season, since the year the Golden State Warriors won their first championship. Now, mind you, he was by himself that year as far as superstars, and they lost to the Warriors in the, in the Western Conference Finals in five games. And ever since then, James Harden has not has not been able to to defeat the Golden State Warriors. The only the only other team he's lost to in the playoffs is the San Antonio Spurs in six games. And it's something about this Warriors team that they just have their number mentally, uh, physically, and on the court. They just have their number, and this was the best opportunity for them without a Kevin Durant to to make things happen, to make noise, and, and possibly get past them. And they couldn't do it. And do you feel like that loss? Without KD was so demoralizing that it may have caused the friction in between this locker room. I think I think it partially has to do with it. I mean, you you see that game in, in that third quarter, game five in that series. Right. KD goes down. It's like you're right in the game. You'd come back. You were down by twenty. You had got right back in the game. You're right. within striking distance. KD goes down. It's just like you're like the Rockets. You're like you. This is your chance. To put to, to put your foot on the Warriors, get a win and get back home and tr- and try to close them out. It just didn't take advantage of it. Right. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know if it was urgency or it was just maybe stunned. Maybe they were all stunned that oh, like we, okay, their best player just went out and we. And this is a perfect opportunity, and they were just stunned about it. And I'm just like, uh, what are you? What are we supposed to do? Harden wasn't aggressive enough. I thought Chris Paul hang, held on to the ball a little bit too long in that game five and that fourth quarter. I think he held on too long, didn't take good shots, wasn't facilitating. And they just, if you let Steph and Clay get hot, I mean, you're not going to, you're not going to, you're not going to be able to get it. Right, absolutely not. And that's exactly what happened, especially in that second half. You saw Steph Curry in that second half game, Cisco. Unconscious, 33, 33 points in the second half, twenty three points in the fourth quarter. I mean, he closed them out, and, and and he had their number. I mean, from the moment KD Kevin Durant went down in that series, you just saw Steph Steph on the switch. He says, "Okay, I, I don't have my security blanket anymore." And Kevin Durant, I need to take over and make this happen. And that's exactly what he did. He finished with twenty twenty five points in Game Five. He had uh, a terrible first half in Game Six. Then he came back in the second half with 33 points, was on, was on fire. I mean, you and, and you saw what he did in the Portland series. He just dominated. But it, it proved it proved that you know this 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 Rockets team. I think they got. I think that when when Kevin Durant got down, I think they got complacent because, like you said, in in that game five, they were down 20, and they came back when Kevin Durant was on the court. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's not like they yeah. came back when KD got hurt. They came back while KD was still on the court. You know, they only had a three-point lead when KD got hurt. So the game was well in striking distance. You you had ample opportunity to make it happen. 
you've won on Golden State's home court before in the playoffs, so you you don't you're not going in there with any fear or anything, but you just dropped the ball in that game. And when you got back home, I I just didn't see that sense of urgency. I saw a back and forth game, but I needed to see that sense of urgency to let the Warriors know that hey, we're we're around, we're here to make this happen. And I was expecting a a a, a, a dominating win per se. And I did, we we got nothing from it. We got a back and forth game, and we and that's a dangerous game against the Warriors because they just made shot after shot in the fourth quarter and closed them out. And I think, to be honest with you, uh, Chris, I think the Rockets are panicking. If this, if all these mm-hmm. stories are true, now we don't know if these stories are true. The about Chris Paul and James Harden not getting along, and 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 James Harden going into the front office saying. Uh, 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 make a decision, uh, forcing them to make a decision between me or him. And we don't know if all these things are true. I, I, we're just going off reports. But if they are true, I think the Rockets are panicking if that's true. Because we heard, we heard that story in the offseason about the Houston Rockets are, are cleaning the house and nobody's safe. You know, no, nobody's safe from being traded or let go or anything. And I think they're panicking because I think that the future – of the of the Houston Rockets, if they are to keep their core, I think they're right in the right in the mix because when you, it's it's like when you watch the Houston Rockets play against the Warriors, you really feel like you're watching the two best teams in the NBA. Oh yeah, oh, that yeah. that that's how special both those teams are. And to be honest with you, uh, Chris, this year or uh, against these against these Golden State Warriors, I feel like the Houston Rockets had the better total team. You know oh. what I mean? Because of the, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. I feel like their bench was much better than the Warriors bench. Um, you know, the starters were, you know, you can't, you can't compare it to the starters as far as KD and them concerned, but I feel like as far as total team, they had the better team, but the Warriors just had the experience and they had the, the mentality that, that, that they're not afraid of the Rockets and, and they handle business. But I feel like the Rockets, if they continue and just hold on tight, hold on for dear life and hold on and, and keep their core intact. Oh, Chris Paul, James Harden, Capella, you know, and these guys. I feel like they really can knock, and Eric Gordon. I feel like they really can knock these Warriors off in the near future, especially if Kevin Durant is not on this team because Kevin Durant makes this makes the Warriors team unbeatable. Oh, yeah. Without oh, yeah. Kevin Durant, this team can be had by other great teams. You know, other great teams can make noise against the Warriors if Kevin Durant's not on this team. So I feel like the, the best is yet to come for the Houston Rockets if they keep their core intact. I feel like they're panicking way too early. And, and they're making a noise, and it would be a shame to see them break this core up and Kevin Durant not n- not be on the Golden State Warriors, and you have ample opportunity to make it happen right now. I know you've had opportunities before, but right now, in the in the near future, this this probably is one of the best opportunities thus far. And you also got to look at, and you also got to look at that series. All six games were decided by six points or less, yeah. so it wasn't like the, it was not like the Rockets were overmatched. Right. They were with, they were in every single game played, yep. even the four losses. They had a chance to tie in game one. They yep. were only down by three, like with like a few minutes left in the fourth quarter, game two. Game five, they actually had a lead in the fourth quarter. And in game six, they had a, they were leading in the fourth quarter. Yep. So it was just like, they had a chance in every game that they played. Yep. And it's just like, they need, they need to play better late in games. They need right. to stop with the ice. They they need they do need the ISO ball works to a certain extent. I think they need to mix it up some. They need to get some ball movement, especially late in games, because I've seen them do the ISO too much in late in games, 
and it kind of hurts them because it's just like you run, you you're, you're kind of running down the clock, and you take a bad shot. And if it goes in, it, it it's a good shot then. But if it doesn't go in, it's just like it's just it's a bad possession. And I think they did that too much in that in that series, and it, I think that cost them. They not enough ball movement late late in games. You're absolutely right. And we heard Austin Rivers go on a, a media run where he was on first take and uh, get up and all these other and the jump and all these other shows and. He was talking about that same thing about saying, "Oh, you know, a lot of people say that oh, we do too much iso ball and, and a lot of and too much, too much of the ball is ran through, of our game is ran through James Harden." And Austin Rivers said, "Well, that's that's our offense. That's our style of play. That's how we that's how we that's how we get off. That's that's what's been working for us all year." Well, you got to understand, and you know that that's the offense that D'Antoni wants. You know, he wants that. Uh, Mike D'Antoni would rather you shoot a contested three. Than the two. That's just how, that's just his offense. That's just yep. how that's how he goes. But and, and you know my thing is you're absolutely right when it comes to these these um these Houston Rockets because when you're talking about the Rockets you got to look at it from a standpoint saying that yes yes they might yes that might work in the regular season and that might work against certain teams in the playoffs to get you over the hump. But these are the defending champs we're talking about here. These are the Golden State Warriors and they they know better than anybody any other team in the league. You want to go through James Harden. So what are they going to do? They're going to take care of James Harden, make it tough on him, and force anybody else on that team to beat you. Chris Paul, these playoffs, was not the same Chris Paul that we saw last year in the playoffs. Last year's Chris Paul, I, I, I feel like, and I'm sure you can agree with to this too, Chris, last year's Chris Paul in the playoffs, um, the way he was playing, if he was to stay healthy, it's a high chance they could have went to the finals and beat the Warriors that year. You know, it's, 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 it's like the breaks never go their way when it comes to the Warriors, and you know, it's it's unfortunate. But I feel like I feel I don't want them to panic too early. I really want them to keep this keep this uh, core intact and and go at it go at it again. You know, just keep keep fighting because it's gonna it's gonna come if you, if you just keep being persistent with it. Yeah, and and they and and there are reports that they want they want to bring in Daryl Morey wants to bring in another star, right? He wants to bring in another player to pair up, maybe maybe make them a little bit better. I don't they don't have the money right now. That, that money, could be, you know that could be maybe trading Clint Capella or someone. Wow. But I mean that's the thing. It's like you're gonna you, if you want another all star there, you're gonna have to make a couple of trades to clear right. the cap. For somebody like, like a Jimmy Butler, I think Jimmy Butler would be probably the best fit with that team because he can play off ball. He doesn't always have to have the ball in his hand, and he's a great defensive player. So, and because Chris Paul is Chris Paul is obviously he's mostly defense, and he I think Chris Paul has actually made James Harden a better defensive defensive player. I mean, last year James Harden was very good on defense. Led league in deflections, second in steals. He was really when he played when he when he when he wanted to play defense. He was a really defensive player. And I, I feel like I feel like that's the key with James Harden. You're absolutely right because James Harden, when he wants to, he actually can play some very good defense when he wants to. But the thing is, when he wants, it's so rare that he actually takes on that assignment. And you're absolutely right. I feel like last year he not not this past season, but the season before that when they lost in the Western Conference Finals. I feel like. He knew that was that they had a great basketball team that year, and they had a legitimate shot to win the championship. So he said, "Let me go all out on both sides of the floor." 
And you actually, you're right. We saw it. We saw him shuffling his feet, staying in front of defenders, uh, uh, great perimeter defense. I mean, and, and we all know how great he was on the offensive side. I mean, it was special. It, it really was a true MVP performance from him that year. But the problem is we don't see that defensive effort on a consistent basis. And and that's that's what can rub a lot of people the wrong way, saying, oh, why is this guy in the MVP conversation when he legitimately only plays one side of the ball on a consistent basis? You know, so so I, I feel you on that. And, you know, Chris Paul has helped him out defensively because Chris Paul is a def- – is a is a is a is a rough rider. He's a pit bull. You know he he plays both sides of the ball and he knows what it takes to to you know to to make. He knows he knows what what needs to happen in order to up somebody's game. And he he he's one of those guys you want to go to war with. And and he he plays defense too. So you know he was he know he was demanding the best out of James. I just feel like I hope they don't panic too early. I hope they keep this core intact. And I hope they uh, make another run at this championship next year and possibly uh, a, a couple more years to come and let these guys play out their contracts. I totally agree with that. Totally agree. But when we come back, we're going to we get in some NFL NFL talks. We're going to talk about our sleeper teams for this upcoming season, the team we expect to do better than was predicted, and our teams that are a little a little over the rate, little overrated. Our teams that uh that that, that, may, that maybe have a lot of talent but and are projected to go far, but um, maybe, may, maybe don't have all the pieces and are ready for that. Me and me and Chris will come back and talk about that right here on the Sebi Podcast Show. Hi, I'm Fanny. I'm Cecilia. I'm Joanna. And I'm Alwyn Jr. And we are Precise Tax and Accounting Services in Central Florida. And we would love to give a special thanks to Sebi Podcast Crew for keeping us up to date with everything sports during this busy tax season. Do you find yourself overwhelmed by the changes in our new tax law? Or would you just love to have the peace of mind that comes with dealing with a well-informed professional? If so, reach out to us for any of your tax, accounting, or small business needs, and be sure to let us know that SEBI Podcast sent you. Thank you. And that's Pete Rock and CL Smooth, but they reminisce over you. We are back live here on the Sevy Podcast Show. Myself, Michael Gray, Chris Wolf is here, and we got some NFL uh, to talk about. Chris, this uh, NFL this past season, the New England Patriots won the Super Bowl. You know, Tom Brady is is going is about to be forty two years old going into this season. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you have a lot of lot of trades that have already happened. Antonio Brown leaving the Steelers, going to the Oakland Raiders. Uh, you have the New York Giants trading Odell Beckham Jr. to the Cleveland Browns. You have um, uh, and also uh, getting rid of Landon Collins and shipping him to the Washington, getting him to the Washington Redskins. You have a lot of different moves that have been made in this NFL team. What team? Do, what is your sleeper team? For this NFL season, what team do you feel like is under the radar right now, not getting much noise, but can really make a big time leap uh, this upcoming season? Uh, this is gonna be a. This is actually a really tough one. It's a tough one. A lot of good teams. A lot teams got a lot of good players, and 
everyone keeps talking about the Cleveland Browns and the AFC North. Right. The, I think the Ravens are a team that could be a sleeper team. Mm. I, I think Lamar Jackson is going to improve. Mm-hmm. They they were able to sign a safety like Earl Thomas in free agency. Right. And I think that was a big signing. If he comes back from that broken leg, I think and he comes back healthy, I think that defense is still going to be tenacious. They were able to get re- they were able to get Lamar a receiver like Hollywood Brown. Right. And I think I think giving him receivers they already run the football well, and I right. think the combination of Lamar Jackson potentially improving as a passer, all yeah. that happens. I think I think they're a sleeper team. I think they can they, they could still win the AFC North. I, I think they absolutely can win the AFC North, and I love that Baltimore pick that you that you said. You're right; they absolutely got they got some speed on the outside with Hollywood Brown and uh, a legitimate threat for Lamar Jackson to get down to throw down the field to. And uh, I, 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 I I like that pick. You know, you got Lamar Jackson going into his second season and, and continue to improve as a passer. We all know his his threat with his legs, but um, his 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 precision in, in the pocket is going to be major this year. And I, I expect him to make that leap as well. And I think their defense is going to be a lot better than people give him credit for. Obviously, they lost C.J. Mosley, Eric Weddle, and guys like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same and and Terrell Suggs. But I feel like. This defense still has their that culture, that mystique about them, and I feel like they they can definitely take take the next step and, and move to the next step and possibly repel this team. But I, I actually got two teams for you, Chris, and one of those teams is actually in the same division as the AFC North. You're absolutely right about the Cleveland Browns. I, I feel like the Cleveland Browns, yes, they have a lot of big pieces on offense. They still have some question marks on defense. They have certain players that, that are pretty good on defense, but. Uh, it's still some question marks on the defense, especially um, in the secondary. You know, obviously they have Denzel Ward, but uh, they lost Jabril Peppers. And, and it's, it's some question marks in that back half and on the defense total. But mm-hmm. my one of my, sleep, my sleeper teams this year is the Pittsburgh well, – one of my sleeper teams is the Pittsburgh Steelers. I feel like the Pittsburgh Steelers caught a lot of heat, obviously, for letting go of Antonio Brown. And, you know, obviously he's one of the top receivers in the game. And – I feel like this. there's not a more motivated team in the NFL than the Pittsburgh Steelers because they have a foundation that's bar none. You know, last year you saw that the uh, the weapons on the outside aren't what make this offense. It's the offensive line. Mm-hmm. You know, Le'Veon Bell, as great as he is, and I feel like when he was playing, he was the best running back in football. As great as he was, he, had a, he was having great years, over 1,000 yards, Year after year after year. He was running behind arguably one of the best offensive lines in football every year. You know, they have guys oh, yeah. like yeah, they have they have guys like Ramon Foster, uh, Marquise Pouncey, Gilbert. You know, they, they they have rough riders. These are nasty football players that get up in you and, and they are they are physical. They love the run block and they love the pass protect. They help one to one another. They're very uh uh they they're they're a great cohesive unit and I love watching them play. They their foundation is great because when you when you look at what Le'Veon Bell was able to do, and then you look at what a James Conner was able to come in and do in his first year as a starter, over twelve hundred rushing yards, um, uh, a, a solid amount of passing yards. But James Conner having the season that he had only only proved that I don't want to say they didn't need Le'Veon, but 
Le'Veon wasn't the focal point of their offense. It's this offensive line. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. The, and I feel like I feel the same way on the outside. Yes, they got rid of Antonio Brown as well, but they still have other weapons. You know, they still have they still have obviously Juju Smith Schuster will step up and be that number one number one uh, wide receiver. You have other weapons on the outside as well. You know, you still have, you know, a, a lethal tight end, Vance, Mc, uh, Vance McDonald. You know, this, 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 this is a, James Washington. This is a special Steelers offense, and they're predicated not only on their on their weapons, but their offensive line. And I, I expect another great year from James Conner. I expect another great year from Big Ben Roethlisberger. I don't, I don't think there's a more motivated coach in the NFL other than Mike Tomlin, and I expect them to get the job done. I, I, I fully – Expect them to win the to win the division this year. I think it's oh, nip and tuck. But I think it's nip and tuck between them and Baltimore. I do. I do. I, th- I think it's nip and tuck between them. And, it's going to depend on who wins their head to head matchups. You know, and when and who wins on the if they if who's if somebody's able to steal a game on the road, what have you. But mm-hmm. I'm with you as far as the Cleveland Browns. There's a lot of uh, uncertainties we have there, and I don't see them being as good in their first year together as as people uh, proclaim them to be. I think this division is up for grabs between. The Pittsburgh Steelers and the Baltimore Ravens. My my second team, the San Francisco 49ers. Oh, that's that's a good one. That's a good one. I got to go with the 49ers because Jimmy G got hurt last year in the first game towards uh, towards ACL and was out for the rest of the season. It was it was it was sad to see because you know he was he's been molded over there in New England uh, by by Bill Belichick and he was getting ready to be the the the, prede- the 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 predecessor right after Tom Brady, and after Tom Brady retires, and you know they shipped him away to San Francisco. He got that big contract, and he was expected to lead, and he's worth every penny. I really do like Jimmy G. I like what he brings to the table. I like his instincts. He can he's a great passer. Um, he like he knows how to read defenses. I, I I'm intrigued to see the the, the strides that, that he makes this year, um, in his first full season as a starter, assuming his health and. I, I feel like he's going to do great. I like this defense. I think San Francisco has arguably the best defensive line in football. You know, Ooh, I agree with that. Oh. And, and it's just it's just special. I feel like they they can wreak havoc, especially in the we live in a passing league now, so they're going to get more opportunities at sacks and you know you know a uh, 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 big 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 uh, loss of downs and, and things of that nature. And I expect the San Francisco 49ers to shock some teams this year, shock some people. Um, but but I, the, those are the two teams that I'm going with, the San Francisco 49ers and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Lo- I love both those picks. I mean, 49ers, getting, they, get, they get the quarterback back. Yeah. They got they add Nick Bosa to that D-line that was yes. already good. They got they had yes. DeForest Buckner on that D-line as well. Yeah. Big defensive lineman. Secondary is – secondary's got some health issues. But yes. but it, when healthy, it's talented. I mean, you got, you got Jimmy Ward. You've got Richard Sherman in the secondary. I mean, it's it's just it's a good and it's good and and they and they they were a good running team last year. They actually ran the football fairly well last year. Even if right. they don't have like the biggest names, they ran the football fairly effective because the O line is still is still pretty solid. Yeah. And my only my, my biggest the biggest thing was getting outside receivers. That was the biggest thing for them in the off season. Right. Is because they just they weren't able to push it down the field because their best deep threat was Marquise Marquise Goodwin, but not really the biggest threat, right? Because not the not, not the biggest size, have health issues, and just like it's very very limited when he 
what he can do because he's mostly a deep threat. Can't really do the intermediate routes as well. And the Steeler pick. Steeler pick's a good, really good pick. I think they're going to shock people as well because James Conner is no joke. That he, he, he put up just as good a numbers on the ground as Le'Veon Bell is doing. He might not be the receiver Le'Veon Bell was, but he had, he's the runner. He's still the runner that like Le'Veon Bell could be. And def- I think their defense was still going to be solid. O-line, one of the top, top ten O-line. Big Ben, he is aging, but he can still sling the ball. He can still throw for 4,500 yards in a season. Right. And receivers they got, yeah, they're good. And Mike Tomlin's a veteran coach. He'll 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 get he'll find something, and they'll be competing late season for a playoff spot. They they absolutely will, and I, I fully expect them to. And you know, I, I I don't think they're gonna fall off the map. I don't think their run is over. I said that they didn't think they have a legitimate shot to make make noise and possibly get to a Super Bowl title, um, because because of their foundation. You know, they they've had the same coach for years. They don't just get rid of uh, uh, people in their organization. They know they usually keep the same people intact as far as, you know, the, the leadership and in their front office. And the the, the Rooney rule is real. They, you know, I love Mike Tomlin. I feel like he's uh, more motivated this year than ever in his career. And he's going to have a breakout season this year. I, I, I feel like he's going to lead his troops to make some noise. Now, what, what what team, Chris, do you see that, you know, is getting a lot of praise so far in the offseason? People people have them, them making making noise, but might not do as well as, as anticipated. What, what's your – What's the, what, what team would you say is on the overrated list? Uh, I think it, 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 there, there are some candidates for it. I think I have a, I have a couple of candidates. Okay. I, think the, I think the first one is clearly – I think clearly is the Cleveland Browns. Okay. I think everyone is getting – the everyone is hyping them to be maybe, oh, are they going to make the Super Bowl this year? Are they Super Bowl contenders? They need to make the playoffs first. They right. have not made the playoffs in – about close to two decades. They right. need to make the playoffs before talking about Super Bowl. And I like the pieces around them. I mean, Baker Mayfield was really good last year. Odo Beckham, Jarvis Landry, that might be one of the best one-two combos in the league. For sure. And defensively, talented defensively, but they're especially on the front. Oh, and, I mean, also you got Denzel Ward in the secondary. But the secondary, other than Denzel Ward, it's kind of like – you got. I mean, it's kind of like I don't know. Other than Ward, it's a little bit. It's like an uncertainty, and I, I just yeah. don't like the. And I don't like the age. The age is just they're, they're all young. All their best players are just very young, no playoff experience, and it's just like, and you got a rookie head coach, and it's just like I, I love. I like the talent. I think it's a. I think you're a year or two away. You're, yeah. you're a year or two away from becoming. A Super Bowl contender, maybe a playoff contender as a wild card this year potentially, but I just don't. I, I don't see. I don't see Super Bowl contender. Gotcha. And another, another team that 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 there's a there's a couple other teams, but one other team that kind of kind of is catching my eye a little bit is a little bit is the Rams at a certain extent. Okay, because I like. I love the talent, but I know obviously they're coming off a Super Bowl appearance and all that. I still think they're a playoff team, 
I just don't know about Super Bowl contender. People have maybe a Super Bowl contender. I don't have a Super Bowl contender because I just don't know. I don't know about. I don't know about their full team. I think they had a great year last year, but Jared Goff is still. I think there's still a few question marks around him, even though he had a really good season last year. I still think in big moments, and they, I think still think in big moments he can be a little erratic. Yeah. And Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley's great, but news came out that he has I think he has arthritis in his knee. Right. So that's gonna limit him. And I think Todd Gurley is one of the biggest things that he needs uh, that a quarterback needs as a running back. Yep. And also other I mean, I think Aaron Donald still. I mean, their defense will still be good up front. I just don't yes. know about that that back end. That back end isn't I just don't know about that back end. That back end's a little bit – it's a little bit streaky in the back end. Yeah. I just think – I just think they're a good I, – I, I think they're a good team. They'll maybe a playoff team. I just don't see them as a Super Bowl team. So, not, 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 not extremely overrated. Not extremely overrated. But I think a little bit too much for a Super Bowl team this year. I, 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 I love your two picks, especially the Cleveland Browns. One thing, I, one thing I want to point out for the Cleveland Browns is one thing – you know, last year they went 7-9 and nine and they – they actually exceeded expectations because I think most experts and most uh, NFL analysts had this team possibly winning maybe four games, mm-hmm. four to five games or, or something like that. And they won seven and possibly could have won. They really could have won more. They could have. They were in so many games last year. They just couldn't couldn't finish. You know, they 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 were so competitive last season. And I feel like I feel like one of the things that that led to them being so competitive and exceeding expectations last year was the fact that they had low expectations from a lot of teams coming in. You know, a lot of teams, when you're playing against the Cleveland Browns, sometimes you see that name and you say, oh, yeah, these are the normal Cleveland Browns. These are the team that, you know, just went over 16 a, a couple of years ago, a one for 15, one, one in 15 a, a, a couple of years ago. And you look at that thing, you, you might not take them as serious um, as you should have, and you, you could have overlooked them. Mm-hmm. This, this, this upcoming year with all the expectations that's been heaped on them and all the uh, – uh, 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 the, the the alleyways that, that that people have said that they come Super Bowl and big time playoff team this and the third nobody's overlooking the Cleveland Browns this upcoming season you're gonna have you're gonna you're gonna more than likely face every team's best shot because they know now oh this isn't the Cleveland Browns team of old this team this Cleveland Browns team has come to play and they showed last year that they can compete at a high level you know so I, I think that 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 could be one of their downfalls this season is not being overlooked by most teams because I think that being overlooked by a lot of the NFL teams last year is what helped them get to that seven and nine record. This mm-hmm. year, you're going to have to meet everybody's match, everybody's uh, best shot. You're going to get every team's best shot. Everybody wants to knock you off because you're the preseason, so-called preseason favorites to to make some big time noise, and you're going to get every team's best shot. And it's it's up to the Cleveland Browns if they're going to match, be able to match that intensity for a 16 game season and possibly the playoffs. And as far as the Los Angeles Rams, you're absolutely right. There's uncertainty with Todd Gurley, uh, with that arthritis in his knee. There's uncertainty about his health and whether or not he's going to come back as uh, as he did last year as probably the best running back in football. And you're right, Jared Goff, for some reason, with those big games, I have no problem with him, what he can do in the regular season to get you there. Mm-hmm. But you're right, he needs Todd Gurley because Todd Gurley in that offense has set up a lot of his play action and what he's able to do in that passing game. Because let's let's keep it honest, 
this Rams team has one of the best offensive lines in football. Robert, oh, yeah. Roger Saffold, that's one of my favorite linemen in the league. He's nasty. You know, they, they, this this offensive line, they get after it. You know, they, they're physical in the run run uh, run game, and they pass protect for Jared Goff. So I I don't I don't know if they can repeat the same offensive prowess and be the same offensive <laughs> threat they were last year, but I know they can definitely make some noise. And you're absolutely right. I don't think they're going to the Super Bowl, but as far as possibly making it to the playoffs, I think they're good enough to make the playoffs because you still have a great a great player, an all time great player in Aaron Donald. Oh yeah, yeah. Side and you know he can lead the way for a lot for a lot of things that you want to do and. I expect the Rams to make some type of noise, but not the noise, not the type of noise that they made last year for sure. Oh yeah, I, I totally agree. Just they they need to. I mean, it, it, and this whole and their whole thing is just dependent on the health of Todd Gurley with the offense, because yep. when they don't have that play action, Jared Goff doesn't he he kind of he tends to struggle. You saw it in the Super Bowl. You saw yep. you even saw it at times against. New Orleans, you saw him struggle a little bit at times. He did make big plays in that game. I will. He did make some big plays in that game on the road. I mean, but I mean, as far as like just those other big games, he just, I just, he need, he needs a, he needs a running game to to be the at his best. Not saying he can't play without it, but he's just like it's just it's limited when he doesn't have it. For sure, and for sure, no doubt, and. Like he took a big step this past year. The year before last, he they had you know they had that great offensive regular season, but I mean putting up big time numbers against everybody. And then he laid an egg in the uh, in the first round of the, of the playoffs against the Atlanta Falcons, only putting up thirteen points. And people were starting to say, oh well, oh he he looked great in the regular season, but when he gets to the playoffs to go against real competition, he he doesn't show up. You know he didn't he didn't make any noise. So this past season, he definitely stepped up and made noise. Uh, they 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 put up 30 points against the Dallas Cowboys and, and with a win, and they came back and, and he played he played very well against a very good New Orleans Saints defense in the dome in that NFC Championship game, and he led them to that win, and he made some big time throws and led some big drives in the second half, especially in that fourth quarter, and he actually surprised me, but in that Super Bowl when they needed him most, he could only muster three points, and he looked rattled the entire game. You know, so we he definitely made strides, but we definitely see that he can be had when you put a hat on him and when you when you corral his corral his weapons. So I'm interested to see the step that Jared Goff takes next season, and the strides that he makes as a more more of a, a more comfortable and calm quarterback. So uh, I I see I see him making making possible strides, but not enough to get to the Super Bowl. I, I actually agree with you. All <laughs> these points are true. All these points are right about the NFL, the NF, NBA, and me and Chris. We we were filling for Sebi. Sebi will be back next week. Me and Sebi will be here. Chris, I thank you so much for filling in for us, man. It was it was a great honor having you on here. Every time, you know, it's always good energy. And um, we'll we'll see we'll see you guys later. This is the Sebi Podcast yeah, thank Show. You, man. No doubt, man. No doubt. Anytime, anytime, bro. Streaming live here on WNSC Radio. You've missed some of our recordings or some of our episodes? Have no fear. The Sebi Podcast experience is still here. You can check us out at our website at sebipodcast.info. Again, that is sebipodcast.info for any of our audio segments on Spotify and iTunes and some of our streaming visuals 
on our YouTube website and links there at sebipodcast.info. Some cool merch. If you want to DM us and send us all of your email requests, we'll be sure to get them here on the Sebi Podcast Experience. And remember, folks, whether you're listening on air or viewing online, Sebi Podcast is wherever you go. And that is the slogan.